Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Hillary Van Allsburg. She is the executive director of the Children's Museum here in Tucson and Oro Valley. We're going to get a sense of how this uh, almost 40-year-old institution has impacted Tucson from right here in the urban core. Today is June 12th, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U, Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android by going to your respective app store and getting the Downtown Radio Tucson app. As always, if you want to reach us directly on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. On that same URL, you can find all of our past shows. A lot of people like to hit us up on Instagram and Facebook under the um, the streetcar heading there under social media. And of course, our podcast is just about anywhere you like to find those podcasts. Well, we had uh, news last week that Joel Valdez, uh, a public servant uh, for decades, um, passed away on Wednesday. He was 87 years old. And you probably know his name because he is the uh, namesake of our main library in downtown. He was the city manager uh, for 15, almost 16, I think it was 16 years, and also was at the University of Arizona after he retired. It was influential in bringing in a lot of the changes we have in Tucson. He was there at the university when they were working on the student union, of which we've focused on that um, past, on our, our shows in the past. But I just wanted to give a, uh, a notice that uh, you know Tucson has been made great by many people, and uh, public servant Joel Valdez uh, was certainly one of them. And we celebrate his, his legacy here in Tucson. Almost uh, 40 years old now, the Tucson Museum, the Tucson Children's Museum, uh, which is currently residing in a former library in the downtown area, uh, is uh, uh, really just expanding and growing and influence and programs. And we had a chance to sit down on Friday, just a couple of days ago, with the uh, executive director, uh, Hillary uh, Van Allsburg, has been with the organization for a few years. And we got to talk about the impact of the museum on children, but also its impact in our community. And uh, she will reference a couple of things the, about second Saturday, by the way, which was last night at the time of the recording. It was um, tomorrow. So don't, uh, don't be confused if you hear anything about second Saturday coming up tomorrow. Uh, here's our interview with uh, Hillary Van Allsburg, Executive Director of the Children's Museum of Tucson and Oro Valley. I am Hillary Van Allsburg. I am the executive director at the Children's Museum Tucson Oro Valley. So the Children's Museum, you've got a couple of locations. You're at the Oro Valley location? No, we're um, actually the main umbrella uh, organization is the Children's Museum Tucson and Oro Valley is a satellite location. Okay. And and, and you so you, you oversee both of them? Yes, definitely. Okay. And the um, if I understand correctly, this is a museum that is filled with all of the 
children artifacts of the area, things of how children have impacted the uh, changing landscape of Tucson. Is that correct? That is not correct. (laughs) (laughs) It it is actually what it is, is we're an art and STEM um, focused, a play-based focused museum that is a a designation for uh, children and families to come and have engagement and interactive activities. We've got um, about 17,000 square feet of exhibit space where kids can do everything from play in our bubble garden to make their own robots to uh, building, you know, building projects and doing science activities. Uh, It's a whole it's a whole different um, opportunity for kids to have literacy exposure and and arts and science and engineering and and just in in ways that kids of all different ages are able to interact and, and learn and play and have fun. Uh, what what a fabulous concept and, and you're, you're approaching a for a big 40th anniversary not too not too far in the future how did how did all this get started in the 80s what was the conversation where was the need oh, what a great question so the original children's museum uh, was founded in 1986 and it was a group of really fabulous uh, women in our community who came together and said we need a children's museum. Children's museums are you know, prevalent throughout the country. There's there's many, many, many children's museums. Pretty much every community of any size has a children's museum and, or, or is working to get a children's museum. And uh, this group of, of women came together and said, how are we going to bring this about? And so uh, through some real dedication and some pulling together of a lot of different community resources and community partners, uh, they founded the original Children's Museum uh, in a one-room building in Fort Lowell Park, and then it moved to the historic Y. And then when the uh, old main library, which is our current home, uh, became available because they opened the Joel Valdez Library, um, uh, downtown, the um, Children's Museum bid for and was granted the the use of this the historic Carnegie Library downtown. So that, that that would explain why it looks like a library from the outside. It is. It's a, it's actually a historic library. The building itself was built in 1901 as part of Andrew Carnegie's um, big world, you know, big uh, national campaign to build libraries in lots of rural communities. Wow. And, and I, if I remember correctly, one of the, the founding members or one of the visionaries for this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Seal Peterson one of those individuals that really believed heavily in this, in this project? Seal was definitely one of, the, one of the people who helped bring it about. The original founders were, um, you know, the real spearheaded, the, the beginning, beginning um, workers on this project were Evelyn Carr's well-being, who is, is one of the original founders who we had a relationship with right until the day she died. Absolutely a fabulous person. She was a principal here. Uh, in Tucson and had a, a really amazing background. And Dorothy Finley uh, was was also part of it. Beth Walkup was involved. Seal Peterson was definitely involved. Um, there there were quite a few uh, uh, women who came together to make this make this all all come about. That's a pretty powerful list of uh, of uh, leaders in our community coming together for this. So this this starts in in 1986. You end up in your current location. Uh, about what five years later, and and you. When did you get involved with the organization? 
Uh, I started at the Children's Museum in 2011 as the development director. And I did that role for several years and then moved on to a different position and came back in 2015, I believe, uh, maybe 2014, for uh, the position of director of education and um, philanthropy. And uh, then went on to a position at the U of A, at the University of Arizona Libraries. And when the executive director position came available, I put my hat in the ring and, and here I am. I've been here as the executive director since 2019. Wow. And in uh, the Oro Valley location, that opened um, just before that, didn't it? Like in, in 2016, 2017? We opened in 2015. Okay. Yep. Wow, yep. time is flying. Time is flying. Uh, so you, obviously, you've got this great space, and, and, and families come, children come, and, and enjoy this space. But you also do a lot of um, like clinics and classes and camps and such. Is that is that correct? Oh boy, we've got programming and events and all kinds of different engagement. The things the things that are kind of current that are happening on an ongoing basis um, are are quite interesting and quite varied. We've got. Uh, a weekly program called My Time, which is a low sensory time for kids who need a little quieter environment. So every day from three, every weekday um, um, from three to five, the museum will turn off things that have loud noises or, or um, strobe lights, anything that's got a, a, a kind of a high sensory output. And um, that program is, is really great for families to come together and, and be in a little more inclusive environment. Um, that inclusion programming uh, takes place five days a week. It is actually sponsored so that we're able to make that a half price opportunity every day. We've been offering my time since 2017, and it has really, really grown in popularity, and, and families really enjoy having a, a time that's reduced price admission, but also, you know, low, lower sensory sensory input. Um, another program that is going on at the Children's Museum, sort of a perennial program, is our Art After Dark program. So Art After Dark takes place in conjunction with the downtown uh, Second Saturdays event, and that's another event that we get get sponsors for to be able to make the museum every second Saturday of the month free. So so families can come for free admission and it's open in evening hours, recognizing that sometimes it's hard to get here in the day and you have other priorities. So for free, families come down and we put on arts programming and we invite in a community arts partner to be able to put on a, a program or something that is interactive and engaging for kids and families to do together. So, for example, for Art After Dark, um, tomorrow, actually, our second Saturday is um, coming up is the Choose On Symphony is coming. And so there will be engagement that we put on and there will be performances and interactive experiences that the symphony is putting on. We partner with so many different arts organizations. It's a great way for us to, to highlight different arts uh, organizations in the community and really be seen as a hub for connecting families to cool things that are going on around town. Well, cool things going on around downtown for sure. And when we come back from the break, we'll find out about Oro Valley and uh, the overall impact of, of something like a children's museum in a community. Oh, and my name is Tom Heath and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, 
and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back to the second half of our interview with uh, Hillary Van Allsburg, the executive director of the Children's Museum of Tucson in Oro Valley. And we had talked a lot about their programming, and we'll get into some of the things that they're doing, not just in downtown, but in their Oro Valley location and throughout the community. Uh, are there different or, or like sort of parallel events in Oro Valley? We, there are different events for Oro Valley. So one of the things that we're most excited about for Oro Valley right now is we are partnering with Tohono Chul and doing a program called Nature Ninos all summer. So so this is a long-term program that we just introduced. And every Saturday, we are at Tohono Chul in the morning from 9 to 11. And then also in the evening hours, we're putting on Nature Ninos from 6 till 8. The six to eight hours are uh, free, free admission to the gardens for all families. And then the morning hours are, it's the, the programming is included with your admission to the park. So, or to the gardens. And what's great about Nature Ninos is it's really a collaboration 100% with Tahona Chul. They, they recognize that we've got a great audience of young families and young families should know about what a great resource Tahona Chul is and what a great park and garden it is. So we're, we're working together to highlight all of the wonderful things that are available there. And, and we, we love that kind of a partnership. Oh, very cool. And I, I, I'm probably late in asking this question because it's already mid-June, uh, but summer, lots of camps happening, you, and you've got specific events. Or, do you have any availability left for any of your camps? We do. There is a, a few, There are a few spots left in a few of our camps, um, and all of that information is on our website. We've got great summer camps. What's nice about the Children's Museum is you know that if you come and sign your kid, kid up for a camp, at the Children's Museum. It's led by our Children's Museum staff. We've got a great um, education team, and we're actually supported with really great um, U of A interns as well. So again, more collaboration, more partnership with the community that helps bring uh, interns in from U of A who are looking to get into the education field and want to get a feel for what it's like. So it's a great education opportunity for them, and it's a great way for us to have support for our our camps. We do have summer camps available. There are a few spots available, so it's easy to find on our website. And, and we'll link to that, of course, from our Facebook page. It's uh, childrensmuseumtucson.org, correct? Yep, that's right. Yep. And one thing I invite anyone, if you go to your website, please go to the About Us and meet our staff, because I absolutely love that you have all of the, the staff photos listed from when they were children. Um, Isn't that fun? It's great. And I, I'm wondering, as I'm looking at some of these uh, these faces, I'm wondering how many of them were, 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 were children at the museum in the 80s and 90s that, that may be working for you? It's so funny because we do have people that will come in. No matter what age range you come in, you will have a connection to the museum. It's either, oh, I came here with my mom as a child and it was a library or you know, we definitely, you're right. We do have people on our staff who say, yep, well, I came here. I sat on that police motorcycle. I, I rode in that fire truck. What, what's nice about the Children's Museum exhibits and, and events and, and uh, different programming is they change. We, we make sure that, that no matter what 
you know, if you've come once or you come 10 times a year, it, every time you come, you're going to have a different experience. One of the things that we're doing in-house is every day we have a program at one o'clock called Generation Creation. And what's cool about the Generation Creation program is it's free. It's included with the admission to the museum. And it's a facilitated program in the museum where we'll pull out sewing machines, hot glue guns, saws, drills, any kind of thing that, that gets parents to go, oh, okay, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and and kids, kids would think, I want to do that. And what's great about that is it, it stretches the, the um, caregiver uh, understanding of, oh, I don't think my kids should be doing that, to really recognizing kids can do a lot more than you think they can. And they want to try new things. And they want to try things that seem a little bit out of the, the norm that they might necessarily be exposed to at home. And that gets kids discovering and creating and learning how to how to, to conceive of a concept and conceive of a design. It's really a STEM, you know, it's an engineering program that gets them to think, well, what, what if I try this? And even if they don't succeed in what they had originally planned to make, they're making something. And that's, it's all about the inventing process and, and that, that critical thinking, skill building set. So you're extremely, the, the people that come to your museum, are they're hands-on. They're touching everything. It's not a do-not-touch display. It's a you-must-touch kind of display. Has that always been the philosophy, or has that evolved over time? Have you learned different things that, that impact children's learning? Oh, absolutely. I mean, er, it, that has always been our ethos. It's definitely been hands-on interactive experience. That's our mission that will always be part of our, our central to our mission. But it, you're always learning. I mean, what's, what's amazing about the Children's Museum field is that we're the most collaborative um, profession there is. We, we, we have a, a national organization called the Association of Children's Museums, where we can all come together at a conference. We come together online all the time. We, we build partnerships with our peers to learn from each other. So, so from simple things like, how are you doing remote um, online learning during the pandemic to, are you doing, uh, what, what's your membership model or how are you doing events for, you know, fundraising events or, or just you name it. Um, there's always a resource that you can turn to and we share ideas because children's museums are quintessentially local organizations. We're all nonprofits, right? The Children's Museum Tucson is a nonprofit organization. So everything we do is community centric and community funded. So so in order to exist, we rely on having um, revenue that is is we you know from the ticket prices, but it's also from donations and foundations and, and community support. So there's no competition locally for for ideas that are good ideas that apply across the field. So as a matter of support, obviously, if you were in a role of a development director, you've, you're out uh, trying to raise money, and I'm sure you've got the standard uh, you know corporations supporting you, but you probably also rely on a lot of just families and communities to or, or members of the community uh, how, how do people do do events do you how do people get involved to, to support what a great question i love that question so so one of the big things that to, that is i think somewhat surprising to people is that we are a nonprofit organization so it is something that isn't just the government funds us or this isn't a, a, a money-making business where we're turning a profit. This is all community-based and we're, we're here making sure that we can have 
accessible programming for for the community as affordably as possible and and making sure that we we have accessibility as a priority in everything we do so so that's what leads every every decision we make and how we get um how we we actually approach funders to support us the, the children's museum itself is a, a very um easy to understand i would say it's an easy to understand organization for funders we're not controversial we're not trying to do things that are that are very esoteric or very niche we're supporting children and families in our community and that's good for everybody so our our funding sources are very varied uh, we do have a lot of local corporate support we've got a lot of local foundations but all of those decisions are just led by people Right. Every every corporate supporter is a person behind that decision saying, yep, we'll give that grant. And every foundation and every individual donation is built on a trust relationship that we're doing what we say we're going to do and that we're stewarding the money that they're contributing to our organization well. And we're using it. You know, we're fiscally responsible and we're we're doing good things for kids. And, and that we, we built that over time and we're very proud of how how we are stewarding the, the community's resources. Well, and, and I was just now clicking through some of your website, and I also see you, you rely on, on a lot of volunteers to help out with uh We do. We music. do. You bet. We've got, we've got a staff of 41, and uh, we have a really, you know, we're open seven days a week during the summer and six days a week during the year, and, and staff is, is a magical, wonderful, very enthusiastic crew. But we wouldn't be able to do all of the things and all of the outreach and all of the events and all the activities that we do without really great supporter of volunteers. Um, we, we partner with different organizations. Um, San Miguel High School, obviously, is a wonderful resource. And, and we have San Miguel interns year after year that are absolutely exceptional. They get a great work experience. We get a great um, volunteer who is part of our team. And very often those volunteers turn into first job opportunities for, for students. So that's, and that's, a, that's just a one shiny example of great volunteer experiences that we've had. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole gamut there. You're, you're, you're teaching the youth with that, that intermediate group and, and you're educating them on the professional world and help, leading them into their first job. That's a whole, a whole spectrum of, of a support to a community. It's, it's so good that you pick up on that, Tom, because we are really an educational institution. At our core, our job is kids, and kids don't stop at age 10. Kids are kids in, in middle school, and kids are kids in high school, and, and we see ourselves as really serving the mission of making sure that we provide a good first job experience, and we make sure that there are volunteer opportunities for, for kids. Um, that are 16 and up because that's a great way to get experience and and it's hard to get your first job if you, it requires you to have experience and we recognize we're, we're we can be part of that solution so hillary van ellsberg the the executive director of children's museum in tucson oro valley i i'm always fascinated when i hear stories and I, it's it's amazes to me that after five years we haven't had you on the show so I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Any any last words before we wrap up? Well, I guess what I'd say is if you haven't been to the Children's Museum, you've got to get here. 
we've got about 41% of visitors come to the Children's Museum on a reduced or free price admission day. And that is a real commitment that we've made to make sure that the Children's Museum reflects the community that we serve, is accessible. We want you to, to feel like your family, this is your Children's Museum. So come to Discovery Night. Just come, come for Art After Dark. Come for Brain Boost. Feel free to join the Children's Museum with your kids and find out what's going on. There's always something fun at the Children's Museum. All right. That was Hillary Van Allsburg. She is the executive director for the Children's Museum of Tucson and Oro Valley. Thank you uh, for her. I know it's uh, a busy time in the summer. They've got, uh, they're running open every day. They got camps and events going on. So I appreciated her taking some time out to chat with us. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and uh, you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, hey, that's episode 206. We are in the books. Uh, next week will be Father's Day. If you've got any uh, suggestions for show topics, why don't you hit us up at contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org or better yet, head over to our social media on Facebook and Instagram and tag us in something that we should be sharing. Our goal is to uncover these hidden gems and so many of them come from listeners like you. Also, remember to head over to the downtownradio.org website. You just heard a, a nice promo about all the swag you can get there, but you can also find out about our shows and uh, music programming throughout the week. As a reminder, we're a rock and roll radio station with a really eclectic play mix from a Monday through Saturday. Very dedicated DJs sharing interesting genres of music that they are passionate about. And then on Sundays, we started off with Mr. Nature and Little Leaf Radio, DJ Bank, the musical bum. Then we line up our, our talk shows with us. And then following us, we've got Ted Prozelski's Words and Work. And at the top of the hour, Ty Logan and Heavy Mental. We uh, have tremendous, tremendously uh, dedicated folks here working on the station on their shows. So please give it a give it a, a read on the website and then find a few shows that you have not listened to. And my guess is you're going to like them. You're going to find something you like on, on that website for sure. Well, I wanted to thank, uh, again, Hillary Van Allsburg from the uh, Children's Museum for joining us today. And all I could think about during that show was how much uh, the museum, how much fun you would have in that museum. You'd be learning by accident because you'd just be enjoying yourself so much. So we dug up an old song here from the 70s. This is uh, from Sly and the Family Stone. I found it on their Greatest Hits album from 1970 and the song is called fun have a great week and tune in next sunday for more life along the streetcar